Magic Kingdom Podcast. We are your hosts. Jessica! And I am Chris Eaton. You know what a difference 24 hours can make in a day, Jessica? Um, yes, yes it does. Well, here's the thing. I originally texted Jessica last night. It's like, hey, I think it's time we should re- sit down and record a show. She's like, yes, I think that's a good idea too. Unfortunately, our... our, our, our we didn't cross paths. Like, every, things did not line up. So I'm like, alright, we will do it again tomorrow. Thankfully we did, because otherwise we would have I would have scrapped that podcast from the night before and started over completely to record what we are about to talk about today. Because it is a, a very big day in our community and uh it is one of both great joyous romp and uh a lot of uh a lot of head scratching and a lot of uh a lot of conspiracy theories. And uh that's because Toho this morning on April eleventh 2016 released the first. Well, yeah, I would say it's the first t- the first full trailer for Shin Godzilla, aka Godzilla Resurgence, aka Neon Genesis Godzilla. Nobody saw this coming. It was kind of it kind of blindsided everybody. And uh, Toho actually fully re- they as soon as the trailer dropped. The first full, like, official photo of Godzilla came out, too. So no grainy, you know, set pics off of uh, Reddit. None of that. It's clear as bright as day. And, um, yeah, Jessica, it is, uh, it is, it is something, it is truly a sight to behold. It was. It was. I actually loved the trailer. And I noticed that the difference between that and an, and recent American trailers I've been watching is that there's no talking. Yeah. It's all, like, heavy orchestra crescendo music. Oh, yeah, that, that was the thing. The second, um, after you hear... The, uh, so, it opens with the Toho Scope, the, the Toho Scope logo, and then that music just kind of cuts in, like, halfway through. And you get Godzilla roaring, but other than that, that's the only sound you get outside of the the orchestra. And you sit there and you watch it, and I could not help but think it's like this is the most ano feeling thing I've ever seen, you know, post Neon Genesis. Like it had all of his benchmarks of everything that he loves, you know, giant monsters, lots of <laughs> lots of military shots, like tanks lining up. Shots of the tanks from the tanks, lots of helicopters, and then there was uh, plenty of war room scenes, which is like another thing he likes, you know, doing. And yeah, uh, a a pretty girl and a pretty girl and a pretty girl, yeah, who's just kind of like, like she shows up for like two frames, just to kind of give you a wink <laughs> and a smile too. Like, there's no like every 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 dude in this trailer. It look people were going on about how serious and kind of like. You know, gaped jaw that uh, um, uh, 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 oh god, uh, guy was fake Rachel Ghoul. Uh, why am I blanking on his name right now in the American film? Ken, Ken Watanabe. Thank you, Ken Watanabe. Sorry, it's late. Yeah, Ken Watanabe had the same kind of like, you know, like perplexed look on his face in the entire film. Everyone in this trailer looks like they are racing the clock to stop a virus or stop a terrorist threat. Or just found out that their wife died. That's the look of every man's face in this trailer. Except then you get to the girl. And she's just like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, this is cool. <laughs> like, just little little wink and a smile. And it's all juxtaposed to this, like, chorus of ominous music. That just is like, oh, hey, this is what we would play, you know, the day we find out that the meteor is getting ready to hit. Like, th- this is what everyone's going to be listening to. Just to know that it's going to go down. That being said, damn, it was it was actually a really impressive trailer. Like, it's just how it was cut and just how it just Toho was like, yeah, here, we're, here's the mic we're dropping on you, and uh, yeah, we, we think you'll like it. Seeing, the, seeing this new Godzilla in action is... Um, a little more clarifying, especially to you know to all the the reaction everybody had off of the the leaked set photos, like the the just 
He's massive. He's huge. And the tail alone is its own thing. Like, they, it looks like they, they pulled the, um, the CG cape from uh, Man of Steel with the tail. Because that thing is just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. It's weirdish looking. It's like always... wormy. It's always in the air, too. Like, it's never, like, not touching the ground. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. It's it's like a weirdish dark worm just wiggling into the sky. I guess it, it actually looks a little bit like a Chinese type of herb. It's like a half it's half worm, half plant kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of the name right now, but it pretty much it reminded me of that for whatever reason. So, uh, pretty much, yeah, but. I've watched the trailer like 15 times now, mostly because it's just like, it's just like, damn, this is actually a very well-made trailer. And it really, it hammers home the tone very well that like, oh, they aren't, like, no one's screwing around in this film. There's, there, it's, it, you know, the S is going down. That's what's happening in this, in this trailer. And, uh, pretty much, you know, I know, like, August Ragoni put out a whole thing about it, and he even stressed, like, None of the effects are like finished in this this trailer yet, and I believe he it was him or somebody else that said like a good chunk of this trailer, like all the effect shots, are actually CG. Like they're they're straight up CG. Um, which I don't know how because I know that they said that the film is going to be a combination of the suit and CG and a bunch of other stuff. If most of that CG, then the damn uh, uh, kudos to them because it looks. It looks pretty, pretty good, especially for a Japanese film. And consider right, that, right, right, right. I mean, consider. No, that, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, considering that we're coming off of uh, uh, Attack on Titan, the Attack on Titan films, which everyone, it, well, apparently nobody who watches Amer- you know, Japanese movies, completely ripped a new a hole into. Because either, either it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. I saw both in theaters. It wasn't that bad. I think you did too, as well. Yeah, I saw. Well, uh, I, I got a copy of one before it uh, hit theaters. Uh, I'm not saying what my source were, but I did go see part two in theaters. And I, I, I actually liked them. I, I, uh, I was completely fine with that, uh, with them changing the story because look, there's no way in hell. That they were ever going to fit even the first arc of that that manga into two movies like it couldn't be done so when you have something that long especially like concerning manga you're gonna have to make some uh, some difficult decisions with it and the changes they made I was fine with I was fine with the whole new origin story all that stuff I was it, it, it was it was fine the thing I loved about it, though was them keeping the um, like Aaron's uh, Titan form and the armored Titan were actually full-on men in suits, and the fact that their fight was like a R-rated war of the Gargantuas was completely awesome. So, but that film very much felt like, oh, this is you know, it's it's you know, it, f- it feels kind of like a Godzilla, you know, Tokusatsu film from like the mid 2000s. Like it's, it's you know, the photography is a little bit better. There's a little more of a um of a budget to it, but it's still, the look and feel of it was still there. This, this trailer, this, the, the, the Shin Godzilla trailer does not look like any, any Japanese Godzilla movie that came before it. Right. It totally looks completely different. And I do remember what that Asian herb is called, uh, for it's called cordyceps. Mm -hmm. So if you guys Google image it, something about it, is weirdly reminded me of his tail, of Godzilla's tail. So, Jessica, now that you've seen it in action, what, yes. are, what are your thoughts on the new look? She actually, it definitely is much more terrifying. And I was actually, you know, telling him earlier that, telling you earlier, mm-hmm. him meaning Chris, that every Godzilla, even the legendary 2014, a part of me is like, I want to hug you. I don't want to hug this one. <laughs> he looks like, not like de- decomposing, not quite zombie-ish. I couldn't tell what was going on underneath his skin. It's like, it looked like it was lava. He looked like he was made out of walking lava. 
I think what creeped me out the most was the ratio size of his forearms to the rest of his body. Mm-hmm. That just seemed too unnatural. He's got the little baby hands. Yes, yes, he does. It looked almost like a um, physical deformity and that he wasn't done like that part of his body wasn't done growing yet or forming yet. Mm-hmm. Well, there there were some very interesting shots. I mean, considering that the bleak photos we saw before really didn't show much of the, you know, the, the lower body or the tail at all. We just got those tiny little hands and like the, the sternum like sticking out um, of his chest. Seeing actually, yeah, them putting the work into the red, like it doesn't look like flesh anymore. It doesn't look like, you know, what we thought was like he was like a burn victim walking around. He really does look like he's a, a mountain of lava and like hit the, the bigger chunks of his skin are like the dried out, like cooled off parts. But underneath, it's just like still like full. Like he's a walking volcano, like literally a walking volcano. Except there's a there's a few shots of his tail, like the very tip of the tail. Yeah, and yeah. There's one yep. sho- there's one shot in that trailer where you get a like just this real pissed off look, and like he's just staring down the camera, and his tail just like kind of like in the background, it's like oh hey what's up yo, and then goes out of frame. But when you pause it, it's like what. In God's name is going on here? Like I, 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 I got a screen grab of it earlier, and I kept looking. I'm like, what is all this crap that's on here? So, uh, if you look close at that shot, there's like bone fragments that aren't like bone fragments for a tail. It looks like there's a skeleton, like, me- <coughs> excuse me, melted into like the tip of his tail. It's almost like a rattlesnake in a weird way. Kind of like how you know they they have the rattlers at the end. <laughs> Yeah, yes, it does. And for a quick moment, I actually thought it was two of them. Or, like, there was another kaiju, but I was like, oh, no, that's his tail. Mm-hmm. Because that's, oh, yeah. The, the shot, like, that shot of the tail swinging across the uh, the neighborhood, it's a great shot. Like, that whole thing. Like, I I'm, I do love that they, it seems like they gave the tail, like, it's a life of its own. Like, it's its own puppet in the background, like, like, sitting on his shoulder kind of like Jiminy Cricket because the thing has a head and a mouth like there's it, there's literally a jawbone and a skull attached to that thing at the end I can't wait to get a figure of this of, of this look or at least of the suit so I can really kind of like dig in there and take a look at it because um, <coughs> well I mean last year when they released that image the foot remember everyone was like oh there's there's like stuff in here there's that little trilobite and stuff like that I mean, it that end of the tail. I mean, it really kind of makes it look like that. <coughs> excuse me, my mouth's getting a little dry. That pretty much he's just like been sleeping, and like whatever's been dying on top of him just gets molded <laughs> into his body. It's creepy as hell. If that really is what they're going with, like he's just an almogran of all of this dead crap that's sitting at the end, at the at the bottom of the ocean, and pretty much he just gets wakes up one day and he's just pissed off. But, I mean, it's, it's a, it's, look, I've always been saying we need something different every once in a while. You can't have the same thing over and over again. And uh, going with this, essentially what is a nightmare Godzilla look like, yeah, they, they finally found a way to make him scary, and it, it does work. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll, there'll be more of an explanation in the film, but, yeah, he's, this is... Something else, and uh, I'm quite. Ex- I'm actually. I'm quite excited. I mean, I said last uh, last episode that I was more excited about Voltron, but now that I actually seen this some a- some some of this film in action, like now, I- now I'm pumped. I'm pumped up again, Jessica. Yes, it is. You can actually kind of. I was actually going to say be pumped for both. Yeah. But I guess different kinds of excitement. Yeah. <clears throat> that being said. Uh, just, I don't know. I, it's still, I'm still kind of like curious as to because, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, excuse me, yeah, kind of a. Ah, uh, okay, there we go. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yes, um, because we got three more months. And the movie's still in in production. I mean, uh, hopefully we'll see one more trailer that kind of gives us a story. But as it looks like right now, as you said, it's like, oh hey, I thought I saw another monster. It's like, oh no, that that's just his tail. 
I'm still <laughs> very curious about how they're going to make, you know, doing just Godzilla on his own work again. I mean, they've done it twice uh, with the original and with uh, with uh, 85 or Return of Godzilla. So kind of going back to that again, um, it's going to be... I mean, they, they hopefully they have something going on, and it's not just the military dealing with him and figuring out how to, you know, just take him down. Like, they, they, hopefully there's some aspect to it that makes it makes it all work. I mean, I know that they're aiming to have a terrifying horror Godzilla, and it looks like they're they're working off of that, but, I mean, they, there's got to be a little something more to that than hopefully what this trailer kind of... I mean, the trailer just gives this nice, ominous, like, war, you know, this ominous uh, tone that, yeah, it's it's getting real. But I, how real? We don't know yet. Like, will Godzilla... Will, you see, like, the after... Like, you see those little bits of his aftermath of his rampage? But are they going to show, like, corpses laying in the street and stuff like that? That's that. That's where I'm curious where this is going to go. I'm also curious what the budget on this thing is, because it looks like they spent a lot more money than they have in the past. I mean, look, I love, uh, I love Final Wars, and that was a $20 million movie. Um... This one looks a little more... This one looks far more polished than Final Wars did. And it looks hands and feet above every other film in the Millennium series that came before it, too. And those were all, you know, moderate budgets for a Japanese film. Uh, it's, you know... Someone someone online was saying, it's like, God, why wasn't this the 50th anniversary film? I'm like, because I think we had to get to this point. <clears throat> we had to get to a... Someone with a visual eye like Anno to actually sit there and show people like, oh, if you're <clears throat> making Japanese effects movies, you can do all this cool stuff that the Americans do. There's just a way to do it. <coughs> I mean, hell, Robert Rodriguez has been doing that, you know, for the last 20 years. His little films. right. But yeah, I know. I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words right now. Uh, it's I don't know. we we can sit here and just tear apart every little scene. The helicopters, the, the, what looks like the assault where he's just standing there and, ah, bet, best thing right here, Jessica. There is a moment in the trailer where the, that row of tanks starts unloading on, onto him. And you get a couple of yeah. shots of the, the shells going off and just unloading on him. And then there's a shot. Nobody, I don't, nobody noticed this. And, and I sitting there looking, I'm like, wait a minute. And, to really kind of emphasize how damn big he is in this film, the shells are hitting his legs and nothing more. Because then the camera pans up to the shot of his face, and it just—he has this look of like, yeah, and like, the, it's like, what's what's going on here? What are you doing? Like, pretty much the, the fact that the tanks can't even fire high enough to do any damage to him. I thought that was that was a. A um, interesting little, uh, you know, w- little move in there. Uh, hopefully, there's there's some more of that in this film. Oh, excuse me. It's it, once again we're recording this late, and uh, my I got a bit of a dry mouth here. Uh, any other thoughts for you, Jessica? You know, mostly. I mean, everything looks absolutely great, but it was. It's definitely the texture of his skin. Mm-hmm. And his forearms, man. <laughs> Those little baby arms. Yes, yes. <laughs> the little baby. They're not even baby. They look undeveloped. Well, there's like no, there's no, there's hardly any flesh on them. It looks, they look like little skeleton hands with just like little tiny bits of, you know, whatever skin grew on them. And it looks like they're constantly crumbling. Like, you know, like you got a scab that you keep picking at. <clears throat> and it just keeps scabbing back over again. It's kind of what it looks yeah. like. Because you can see his chest and like his rib cage, like jaunting out too. I mean, it's it did. They wanted to go with something, uh, you know, hellish. They they nailed it on the head. I mean, here's the other thing too. That opening shot of him roaring. If you look closely, he's got no tongue. There's no... Oh, I didn't look that close. I didn't see that. Yeah, I was looking there like there's no tongue in in <clears throat> in that mouth. So Oh. Um, yeah, which just adds more to like he has no eyelids, no tongue. 
he literally it, it does seem like he's coming off as like it's it zombie Godzilla. So uh it you know, as I was as, as I said earlier, you had my curiosity, but now they have my attention. So um kudos. Kudos to them. And kudos to Toho because it seems like they they're really trying this time around. It you know as as much as we love the films, I mean look I mean the Millennium series was a good idea that wasn't executed very well, doing the whole like, you know, we're gonna new director and, you know, new team each movie and you know, they're gonna be their own standalone things. The only ones we recognize are the original one. Yeah, that fell off real quick. Uh, especially with the Mecha Godzilla films. But it also felt like they didn't learn a lot of their lessons from the nineties films where it's like, we're just gonna crank one out a year and, you know, from script to you know, finished product, it's like not 11 months, which it showed on a, a few of those films. I mean, you go back and watch, especially the Mechagodzilla movie, it looks dated as hell already, and it's barely 10 years old. This one looks like, okay, we're not going to rush, we're, we're going to take our time, and we're going to put just a, the right amount of money into this, and uh, yes, we're going to let the creative, uh, the, the the people we've hired actually let them have their, their you know, they steer the ship instead of us steering the ship. Like, it's, they, this doesn't feel like a, you know, a movie that the, the Toho, the studio, decided to make and they just assigned people to it. This feels like, very much like Hideki Anno and with Shinji Higuchi, they, this is very much their film. And, like, this is their, especially uh, Anno's vision of what a Godzilla movie would be. And uh, hopefully it does well enough that, you know, Toho every few years, I mean, we don't need it every year, let's not be greedier, but every few years we could get a movie of this caliber and quality. Right, right. So. July 29th, Jessica, a week after Comic-Con. Yes, yes. And hopefully. It is. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, someone stateside is already working on nabbing this bad boy. Uh, you know, some small distributor probably could make some good money off of this. Or at the very least, legendary. That's true. Legendary That's grab true. It. Yeah, at the very least, legendary can grab it and throw it out there as, eh, keep that ball rolling. Speaking of legendary, Jessica. Yes. Moving yes, away, yes. Moving away from, uh, from the trailer. We're... we're we got another three months, and then the movie. We're we're gonna have a ton more to talk about this, but we got a lot of other stuff to talk about. The first footage for Kong Skull Island was shown this week. Yes, yes, it does. Like it's Skull Island, and they even showed some images just before then, and also from CinemaCon. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, wrapping up right now, isn't it? It is. I believe it is. Yeah. So, uh, for those who don't know, well. CinemaCon used to be called Show West back in the day, and it's pretty much a big to-do where all the studios come out, and then they show all of the, um, the theater owners and distributors their latest wares for, like, the next two years. So pretty much they're razzling-dazzling the uh, the theater owners who they need to, you know, put out their films and garner box office. Um, so Legendary Universal were in tow, and uh, they put out a few things for Skull Island. And then, to add to that, uh, a weird place of all places to do it, the MTV Movie Awards had a big behind-the-scenes thing for Skull Island as well, too. Which, um, that movie does not necessarily scream MTV nor the MTV Movie Awards, but someone felt it was a good idea, Jessica. I'm thinking it's because, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. because Loki's in the movie. I think that's the only reason why. Yeah, people, I definitely believe that people will love it, not just because of the great cast, because it has Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston, but also, you know, Kong and Dinosaurs, man. This is true. <clears throat> this is very true, because Universal did release a little um, kind of like synopses of the film, and a, a little bit on Brie Larson's character, where she's a nature photographer, and she joins this group. The, whole, the movie takes place in the 70s. That's That we know. So it's during the Vietnam era, so it's already not, it's outside the realm of the first 
It's not a remake of the first Kong movie. And that uh, Brie Larson joins this ragtag group of uh, people, possibly like the early incarnation of Monarch from the first Godzilla movie. And uh, she's there to shoot dinosaurs. Like, snap them. Take pictures of them. Like, like a nature con- uh, conservist. So, in the world of Godzilla, because this takes place in the same universe that the legendary Godzilla takes place in, not only are ancient dinosaurs, which apparently Godzilla was, are still around, but regular dinosaurs are still around. So, potential for awesomeness just grew in, like, threefold right there, Jessica. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. To see Godzilla fight a Triceratops monster, the size of him would be just a dream come true. Oh, yeah, definitely. To see King Kong, like, it would be be worth just the admission price. Mm. To see dinosaurs and a giant, yep, giant ape, yep. Well, that, I mean, that, that's the th- that's what I love about Peter Jackson's Kong, that they spent at least that good hour on Skull Island. That was the, Those were the best parts of the film. But, you know, the, the main problem is that he was so married to the original movie. It's just like, this... You know, back then, I was like, why doesn't someone just do this? And apparently Thomas Hull's like, yeah, I, I got the same idea. Why don't we just do that? So, um, is, as long as this movie is Kong just beating ass on other monsters and dinosaurs for the entire film. Like, he doesn't need to leave Skull Island at all. He just needs to be fighting a giant T-Rex and maybe a giant pterodactyl and a T-Rex or pterodactyl teaming up with the T-Rex. So, they get the, you know, he grabs him with his claws and, you know, flings the T-Rex into Kong. That kind of action. I will gladly pay my entire life savings to watch that movie over and over again because that's really what I want to see. <clears throat> and it seems like that they might be doing something like that. Although, I don't know about dinosaur team-ups, but the little tidbits they showed, there was definitely, like, skulls and bones of something that was not a giant gorilla out there. So, there might be, like, giant T... Jessica, we could we could live in a world where Gorosaurus could be brought over into the American films because they could have a T-Rex-like monster the size of Godzilla and Kong. That would be super dope. That would be so, so, so worth it. And he could kangaroo kick the crap out of everything. <laughs> that... Oh, that's an excellent image. Mm-hmm. Tell me people wouldn't buy that. Like, just Kong fighting a T-Rex all of a sudden just gets up on his back tail and just, like, mule kicks the, the hell out of Kong. Like, Kong gets a concussion from that. <clears throat> I have seen kangaroos fight, and they are pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Now, add that with a T-Rex, and you have a moneymaker right there. <laughs> so, we got, hopefully, I'm, I, you know, my prediction is that we will probably see a trailer around Comic-Con. Because that, Kong, Skull Island doesn't come out until March of next year. So, we're still a little ways away. Uh, they just finished, they just wrapped filming, so, probably going to be... Yeah, at least Comic-Con before, like, there's any, like, effects work that's probably done. And then, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, leads deliciously into Godzilla 2. Because, um, well, on a completely side note, but somewhat related, uh, did you see the Rogue One trailer, Jessica? Say that for me one more time, the the last part. Did you see the Rogue One trailer? Oh, yes! Yes! Definitely. I saw it many times. I actually got extremely excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited when Force Awakens came out, but I don't know, just something about Rogue One. Um, I wasn't expecting much from it because I thought maybe it was a spinoff. Maybe it was something else that it was like a filler movie because, you know, you want to capitalize on having the Star Wars name. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I saw it and I just something about it just captivate, captivated me and I absolutely loved it. Is it the fact that it takes place in the original movie verse? Like, it's in that time of, like, New Hope and all that? You know, I think I think it is. I also think it's the look and feel of it. Just something about it I think is great. Well, I mean, a, it, I bring it up because it is Gareth Edwards directing. Yes, yes it is. So, uh, you know, we got to show a little support. Uh, some people still don't think he did a great job with with Godzilla I, I I still I still think he did a pretty damn good job but I mean it looks like I mean that movie looks like a 
like pretty much Star Wars Battlefront the film. Like Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. God, that shot of them running with the AT-ATs just blasting down on them. Like and they're in they're not in the snow, Jessica. They're in the like they're in some sort of like tropical oasis and they're just unloading on people. And the other thing too, I noticed it seems to be the new thing in this post Disney Lucasfilm that when stormtroopers get blasted, they go <laughs> flying. They don't it's no longer just like, ah, and they just fall over. No, they, like, it's cartoonish in how much they, they go flying through the air. Like, there was a lot Yeah, there's, of... a, there's a lot of movement. <laughs> they just spin. Like, you shoot them, and then they just go flying. Like, it, like, they lose all sense of gravity and just shoot 15 feet into the air. But uh, I digress on that because, yeah, I've watched that Rogue One trailer about 19 times, too. It's it's pretty awesome. I can't wait. I look Because that's... That is what I wanted with with those Star Wars movies. It's like, okay, cool. You give me the uh, yeah, the new trilogy, whatever you want. But if you're gonna do these spinoff films, don't give me a Yoda film. I don't want a Han Solo film. I want stuff like this. It has absolutely no connection whatsoever to the main um, characters of the uh, of the the main trilogy, if you will. Like the world's huge. There's other stories going on. They've done them for 25 years in comic books and novels. Give us that, but on the big screen. And I think that's the re- I think that's a reason why a lot of people are really excited about Rogue One because it's just like, oh, okay, so this is something different. This doesn't. It's not adhering to the rules of the other films. Like we don't. There's no Luke. There's nothing else. So it's just people trying to steal the plans from the Death Star and. Uh, there's a dude in white killing people, and there's some black stormtroopers killing people, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, they've got some amazing costumes in there. And Alec, Alan Tudyk running around as a robot, too, again. Second time he's playing a robot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, um, oof, it's not... I was trying to remember. He was in Last King of Scotland. Oh, Forrest Whitaker. He, Ghost Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker. Way of the Jedi there. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you've never seen Ghost Dog, go watch. It's an awesome film. I love Forrest Whitaker. America yeah, loves... I, haven't, I haven't seen that one yet. You've never seen Ghost Dog? I have not. I don't think so, I no. I highly recommend you go watch Ghost Dog. It's it's pretty cool. If you see Forrest Whitaker like, run around like, like a... Uh, kind of like a samurai, but like in the hood. It's It's phenomenal. <clears throat> Uh, okay, I will. I will have to actually put that on my watch list. And then Donnie Yen coming out and just like beating ass on some stormtroopers with like his martial arts skill. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of like, this is so badass and also kind of stereotypical at the same time. <laughs> but then I was like, you know, it's a pretty diverse cast. So <laughs> I like the uh, the the just the hint of like slight disdain for the fact that it's like. You got Donnie in, you got the one Asian guy in there, and he's doing martial arts. It's like, couldn't he be doing something else? I mean, he yeah, he could be, but I don't, I don't know. I was, I was surprised yet not surprised when that happened because mm-hmm. it makes sense. It's one of those that, like, of course, of course he would. Well, he's Donnie in. You don't get Donnie in just to come in and sit there and you know sit behind a uh, a counter, you know, or. Uh, behind a desk, you know, working controls or something like that. You get Donnie in, you're going to get him to, like, throwing a bow around and roundhousing, roundhouse kicking people to the face. This time he's roundhouse. That's true. Yeah. I yeah, but people want to people wanna see action. Hopefully I, he kicks a stormtrooper so hard that his helmet goes flying off. I want to see that happen. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Because those guys go down, but they're, you know, their uniform is pretty tight. Like, I've never seen a helmet just, like, roll off. There's You've never seen, like, a a stormtrooper really like laying there, and it's like, oh yeah, like th- these things aren't exactly on here very well. Like they're, I, I'm shocked. It's like their heads are permanently attached in those in those poor helmets. Yeah, I, I think once they put the helmet on, it's it's like it's like they're just gonna have to die with them on. Pretty much, they're never gonna have to take them off. All they know is killing in white suits. That's according to Kevin Smith. But uh, no, I mean, once Gareth Edwards is done with that and gets gets all his acclaim from that, then he gets to work on uh, Godzilla 2. And then uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, as I, I always say, it's like I don't, I always feel that you don't need to get the same guy to come back to make them 
make a trilogy of films unless that's it's uh, it's their thing. Like Nolan's Batman was his thing. It wasn't you know he started it and he was gonna finish it, but I always felt that like Sam Raimi did not need to make all three Spider Mans and stuff like that. So Gareth can come in and do part two and then someone else can come in and do, you know, Godzilla vs. King Kong. He doesn't need to do that one. That's what I would like to see at least. Actually I feel that Gareth doesn't even need to come back to do Godzilla too. He could actually move on and they could have someone else come in and do it. It's that's just me. Um it, before, you know, we get completely off Kong. Speaking of Skull Island, uh, Jessica, Boom, yes. Boom Studios made an announcement this week. Boom Studios is doing, I believe, a seven-part miniseries. Mm-hmm. Of? So, oh, of uh, Skull Island. Yes. Or like a mini Kong, like a mini Kong type of story. It's going to be really interesting. It doesn't look like it's going to be tied into the film at all. Like, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's its own thing. It just happens to be like, hey, there's going to be a King Kong movie next year, so let's just do this. <laughs> Which, I'll give it to Boom. Yeah. Great timing, you know. I, they've been uh, thoroughly impressing me with uh, their, their slate of stuff lately. Have you read their Power Ranger book? Oh, yeah, the Power Rangers are great. It is. It's pretty awesome. Like I, I didn't expect much out of that, and then when I finally sat down and read, I'm like, "This is this is pretty solid stuff." Like, it takes they they take it seriously. That's all I've ever asked. It's like you know, yeah, I get it. It's a kids show, but now I'm a little older, so you can come at me with a little more. So, and that's what it looks like that they've done. Like Kyle Higgins is he's doing a pretty good job on that. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did. But as for uh, Kong's uh, Kong of Skull Island, as it's called. Uh, it's James Asmus writing it. Apparently he's done All New and Humans. I don't know. I've stopped reading Marvel books. And uh, Carlos uh, Magno, who uh, drew Planet of the Apes, and I'm assuming for uh, Boom as well. I believe that's they have that license. So um, the the cover alone is going to at least get me to buy the first issue. It's Kong on top of a T-Rex, just beating ass, and... Uh, if, again, as I said when I posted the story, if that's all that book is, uh, I will gladly buy everything, and then I will buy the trades along with it. Because that's how I like my Kong, just him beating ass. Yeah, that, that would be that would be actually really awesome to see. So, there's that. And then finally, uh, one other real big thing that kind of came out of left field <laughs> this week, Jessica... Um, have you been uh, paying attention to what Crunchyroll's been up to lately? You know, I did not, but it was actually brought to um, the attention of somebody else. That I mean, you said it. Someone else told me. I think it'd be Paula. I'm not so sure, but then it was you. Um, you know, I wasn't really on Crunchyroll for the last two weeks because I was currently on a Netflix binge. So, but I believe it was. Yeah, and you ended up kind of just reiterating to me today kind of what happened. Yeah. Well, but real quick, what have you been binging on Netflix? You know, I was actually watching Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, Mm -hmm. which is a great Australian show, by the way. And for whatever reason, I had started on episode two of New Girl, which I've already seen. (laughs) And then rewatching a series and realizing kind of the nuances of it. How it was actually, you know, I just remembering it being like, oh, this is a funny show I like to watch every week. But then actually going back, I really like some of the episodes and I really like the chemistry and the perfect timing, like perfect comedic timing that all the actors have. And then I, yeah, yeah. And I was gearing up for, I think, Friday or is it next week? It's a Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. Oh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt returns. I can't wait. Love that show. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, ah, must be. But, you know, everyone else was binge-watching Animaniacs. I know. I mean, here's the thing. I own all the seasons on DVD, so when that came up, everyone was like, oh, my God, it's on Netflix. I'm like, it's been on DVD for, like, the last 10 years. I mean, it's you can go on Amazon and get it for, like, 5 bucks. That's just how lazy we've gotten, though. Uh, oh no, no! You don't, you don't want to get up to get the DVD. You just want to yeah. press the little buttons. I know people that are just like, I, I don't, I don't think I should, you know, get up and you know, put anything into a, you know, a player anymore. I'm like, the fuck! It, it, 
What is wrong with you? What? I don't get that thinking. It's like, so because Netflix or any other streaming service isn't doling it out to you because you can just skip there and hit a button, we're becoming Wally. That's what we're becoming. We're becoming that ship on Wally, where nobody wants to get off their hover chairs. They want to drink their um, their freaking uh, cupcakes out of a cup. That's what we're becoming. That you cannot saunter off your butt to put a DVD in and let it load and then play it from there. What's the what's this world coming to, Jessica? I don't know. We just need to go out and exercise more. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, hey, believe me, I'm one of those people that like I I, I watch I watch them and I'm like, oh, oh, that's hitting a little clo too close to home. I gotta I gotta make some changes. <clears throat> but uh, I digress. Anyway, but I'm not knocking Animaniacs. I love Animaniacs. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. But I do own them, and I was I've been yelling. It's like I don't get what the big thing is. Just what did no, everybody forget because Netflix wasn't shoving it into your face? <sighs> On a side note, Daredevil is fantastic, though. Oh yes, yes, yes. Daredevil is already been watched. Yep, yep. I uh, I broke one of my cardinal rules of not binging a whole show over a weekend because Daredevil just sucked me in that bad. I didn't watch it all one day, but I got it done over a weekend. Just couldn't help it. The Punisher kept drawing me back in. Was this punishing of evil? Oh, I know, I know it is. And I remember in season one, it was kind of, it was a great show, but it was like a little heavy. So I could only like watch three episodes, take a break, eat some food, come back, watch three episodes. But this one was a little bit more easier going. You had ninjas four episodes in, Jessica. Ninjas doing ninja things. <laughs> yes, yes. And then that whole then when Electra shows up, which ah, uh, oh, God, it, she was a great Electra. Just everything about her was awesome. <clears throat> Stick coming back. There's one. There's uh, there's there's a two part arc in the middle of the show. I'm not going to ruin anything for anybody who hasn't said anything that had me, like, hyped as hell because it's like, oh, my God, did they ever do a Punisher show? This is where they could go. Like, it set itself up beautifully. Just beautifully. I, mean, I ain't going to say anything, but you know which one. You know what I'm talking about, though, right, Jessica? Yes, I do. Yeah, yes, I do. He's in prison when he gets caught. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, it's so good. He worked up about it. But... I digress. Let's talk about another streaming service. We're talking about Crunchyroll and uh, all their wonderful, delicious anime. And recently, a lot of Ultraman they've been airing. They actually just put up uh, all of Jenga, and I believe it's Jenga S on there as well. So uh, most of the modern-day Ultramans are up for streaming for uh, your viewing pleasure now on Crunchyroll. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah. Which is good because it's the first time that you know a full complete like I didn't have to you know I don't have to go track down bootleggers anymore and spend like 60 bucks on a set to watch the you know watch these shows or spend hours upon hours of possibly finding them other means that aren't exactly quite as legal either but uh, <coughs> it's it's a wonderful age and you know I got you know, I watched Ultraman X all the way through on its initial airing. It's like, oh, God, this is great. I forgot how, how this felt. So Crunchyroll obviously likes doing this a lot and um, apparently has found their niche. It's like, yeah, we're we're going to be the go-to place for all your streaming Asian uh, pop culture needs. So this week they announced a partnership with uh, one uh, uh, Katokawa uh, Pictures. Uh, for those who don't know, Katakawa is one of the biggest movie studios and publishers in all of Japan. So, yeah. So, they put out a hefty, hefty amount of stuff. So, this, pretty much a lot of it, the, the press release kind of talks about how they will be, you know, putting out a lot of Katakawa's um, uh, anime offerings that the studio releases, but... They'll also be co-financing original projects as well. Uh, on top of that, here, here's the thing where it leads all back to us and our, our little group here. Katakawa also owns 
a certain giant flying turtle as well. Yes, camera. Yes. Now, um, the rights to the past camera films, I believe Shout still owns those, and uh, thus they've been streaming them. But, but, there is apparently going to be a new Gamera film until we hear some more news about it. It's been a while since we heard any movement. But if it does happen, uh, we might get it through Crunchyroll before anything else. And then not only that, but there's other stuff. I mean, they have the Daimanjin series. There was, there was that Daimanjin um, TV series from a few years back, too. That could end up on here. I'm more likely probably will, knowing their, their track record. So... This is this is huge. I mean, it's it, it's a way for you know the stu- movie studios at least over here in America haven't really woken up to this stuff yet. But at least other, especially in Japan, uh, where you know most of you know of their pop culture is eaten up by you know you know everyone over here in America. I finally realized, oh, there's there's money to be had here instead of maybe holding this back and not releasing it somehow and, you know, losing it out to, you know, being bootlegged on torrent sites, let's, let's work, work, let's work something out. Maybe we can all make some money. Uh, you know, with, especially like Crunchyroll pretty much lining up the anime industry right now with all this stuff. Katakawa finally getting in, you know, they're like, oh, this is probably a smart move. I mean, Superaya finally smartened up a bit to license Ultran for them. So, it thus exposing their product to a wide... Excuse me, wider audience, but uh, hope you know. Hopefully, Toho might wise up to this one day. I mean, right now, every Godzilla movie outside of Japan is in a myriad of different rights issues. So I doubt we'll ever see something like that. But maybe in the future, they can kind of get their eggs in one basket and find like a streaming outlet for this. I mean, just recently, I subscribed to New Japan World. Um, for those who don't know, New Japan is the biggest pro wrestling uh, group in, well, Japan. <coughs> and uh, they finally wised up and like, oh, hey, <coughs> if you watch WWE, you know they got their own network. It's like, we've been around since like 1983. We have 30 years of stuff. Why don't we start our own network and then start streaming our own things and thus... We're not touring out America quite yet. We, we send our guys out here. But American fans who have been bootlegging our stuff for years could legitimately and legally watch our shows. We will provide English commentary for them and thus catch everyone up. And they're paying us and not nobody else to, uh, to watch our product. It took like 10 years for the internet to be in the form it is now for people to actually wake up and finally realize that this is what we should be doing so and uh, I know I was just riling against Netflix and people not putting DVDs in but this is for I'm talking about products that are you know like on a weekly basis um, you know pro wrestling is one thing anime is another thing you know eventually if you know this paves the way like I would love to see you know disc versions of all these Ultramans that are up on Crunchyroll right now to be released one day. I would like to have them on my shelf. I don't see that happening anytime soon, but at least I still have a way of watching them. So, it's an amazing future that we live in, Jessica. I know! It's freaking amazing! I mean, did you ever think one day you'd have all this in your fingertips like, on a little, like, screen? Coming off your phone. Off all things your phone. You could be watching... Like awesome, like giant monster films and all kinds of other stuff through a streaming service legally too. It's not somebody who you know mistranslated some some kanji in uh, in Japanese and thus we got like words that don't match up. Like it's all legit. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, finding them in the past was like both tiresome but also weirdly like a gem. Mm-hmm. If you found it at like a comic book convention. Oh god, those were the days when you would actually go out and search for things. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like you would ask guys like, "Hey, do you have uh, you know, like you go look through their library and like, all right, this is cool, but like, you know, like I'm looking for uh like back in the day the thing was I'm looking for some zone, I'm looking for those zone fighter shows cuz you know. <laughs> do you have those? And you every once in a while you find the one guy that's like, "Yeah, I got them." It's like, "Oh, are they subtitles?" Like, "No, no, they're not subtitles." I'm like, "Ah, 
you don't, you know, nobody gets like, nah, man, nobody subtitled them. Like, for a long, long time, those were like holy grails to get a hold of. Because... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Something where you can understand whether Mm -hmm. it's dubbed or subtitled. Oh, yeah. God, I mean... I there was no legit copy of Destroy All Monsters for like I mean, hell I mean for at least on the home there was not one on the home video market until uh, ADV licensed it which was when the American movie came out I had my copy you know like seven eight years prior to that I picked up at a, a at a at the LA Comic Con the sci-fi show that was the first show my dad ever took me to first thing we do when we walk through those doors at the shrine we turn a corner and there's a bootleg guy and the two things he has up on his tv his big boxy tv that has the vcr set up and his just rows of clamshell tapes with all of their uh handmade uh covers that were like xerox and stuff like that he had godzilla versus mothra the new the the 92 one up there and it was subtitled already and mind you, I'm four minutes into walking to a, 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 my first ever comic book show, and I lose my goddamn mind. Like, my dad has to drag <laughs> me away. I'm like, no, this isn't out. And then I look, he's got King Ghidorah. He's got this. Oh, my God. So my dad's like, you can get one. And I had Mothra in my hand. But then I looked down, and there lied the crown jewel of the movies I was always looking for. There was Destroy All Monsters. That copy was in a big clamshell in a black and white Xerox cover that had straw monsters, you know, on the side, and then like a really dark picture of Godzilla and uh, Gorosaurs, and it was like they just chopped off a section of that image that they, the the of all the monsters together, and then on the back like some weird handwritten thing. <laughs> even it, it was no. missing. Like, yeah. Oh my god! The first like sixty seconds of the movie was missing too. I didn't care. Like I I asked the guy like. How how does this look? So he picked it up, pulled it out, popped it into his... He popped out Godzilla vs. Mothra. Everyone's like, oh. He's like, yeah, hold on a second. Because this is how you had to do... Because you had to learn. Because some bootleggers gave you some really bad crap back then. Like, I got I got shafted real hard on buying a copy of Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla at the San Diego Comic-Con. The guy who transferred it did not sync his... his um, his uh, uh, laser disc that he was ripping it off of to VHS. So every time something uh, like big would happen, it would the screen would turn blue, and it would oh, just bounce. No! And that was the only copy of Mechagodzilla I had for the longest time. It was just this really assy copy that I dropped ten dollars on, and I cursed that guy's name because I thought, oh, maybe it's my VCR. And then finally, I, I put it in like three or four different. I'm like, no, it's just a bad transfer. So I got shafted real hard by by that. So you learn. Uh, could you please pop it into your VCR? I would like to see what the quality is of uh, this uh, this transfer. Like, oh, of course, sir, of course. It becomes you get this that trade going on between uh, bootleg VHS guys, and you play. It's like, eh, there you go. Like, sounds good. All that's great. It's like, all right, cool. It's not like some fourth or fifth generation copy. It was like a second generation. It worked for me. It was per- and it was the AI, AI AIP dub too. So, like my little like eight year old hands were just like, yes, finally. I could not wait. Like I didn't even want to walk the rest of the show. I just wanted to go home so I could finally watch this movie that I have seen pictures of my whole life and could never find a copy of. And oh my gosh! The first two I ever got from there was uh, Super Friends, mm-hmm. the live action. Oh. Oh, Joe the, and uh, uh, yes, the one with and Adam also West? a Fantastic Four. Oh, you got the oh, you got the bootleg Fantastic Four movie. Oh God, that used to be the crown jewel of the uh, the bootleg uh, market back then in the in the mid nineties. That thing, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Everyone had that that crappy fourteenth generation copy that you could still watch it, and it, you know the sound was real muffled. And the picture was kind of like half-assed, but it's like oh, I can still I can still understand what's going on here. That was like the, so when that got because that movie famously got buried, and then when it finally made it out there, everyone's like, "Oh, you got the Fantastic Four?" I was like, "Yeah, I got the Fantastic Four movie." It's like awesome. It's like twenty bucks. That was that thing got traded. It got passed around like a doobie at Coachella. <laughs> it was 
that was the that was the end all to be all. And then you start like you start digging. You start digging to like libraries. You want to find some weird stuff. You want to find like some stuff that was like the the those British horror films that got banned and stuff like that or like weirder like, you know, obscure stuff like Magic Serpent used to be one of those that was like Hey, do you got this? You know, do you got Magic Serpent? And someone's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. And you find out it's like, it was recorded off TBS like five years prior. And that's the only copy that was hanging out like in circulation at that point. Or is, or like you got the live action, was your live action Super Friends? Did that have Adam West and Burt Ward in it? Yeah, I did, but slightly out of shape. Yes. And it had like Solomon, they were fighting like the Legion of Doom. Yeah, and they had, like, Flash, and they had, like, Captain Marvel, and Green Lantern, and mm. Hot Guy, and it was awesome. Oh, it was. Oh. God. I, got a, I got a bootleg of that on DVD somewhere around here, too. I think it's up on YouTube, though, now. I think it's all mood at this point. That's the thing. That's When I walk through shows anymore, like, when I was young, oh, finding, searching bootleggers was one of the greatest joys I ever had, because I picked up some weird weird stuff from those people and now it's just like it, it's it's both uh, kind of a give and take I do miss the tables with all the like random bootleg videos that used to be laid out like once movie studios got hip to comic conventions that thing got put to bed real quick like they took all that away like you rarely see any bootleggers anymore like you'll see one guy selling it and the other thing is once the internet really became prominent and torrents really became prominent pretty much pick your poison like you could people were uploading stuff all over the place and it really wasn't a big deal anymore like finding Lobo's uh, Christmas special that that uh, student filmmaker made were that, right. that used to be a big thing now it's up on YouTube you can go find it on YouTube whenever you want it's not it's never coming down it's out there on the internet you can find it all over the place so and that took away kind of the magic but at the same time you find weirder stuff that's like oh someone had this and they finally put it up you know like some weird like the like those guinea pig films from like uh from indonesia and stuff like that like the real like obscure crap but there there's something still wistful about hunting down godzilla bootlegs like you would look for you know especially after about you give it like a good six months after the movie hit in Japan, and there would be a really good copy um, hitting, uh, hitting the bootleggers. Like, I could always expect at Comic-Con, like, I always had enough money, it's like, I always put $25 aside because I knew at that point, usually around, you know, whatever movie came out that prior December was hit, had, was on the shelves and uh, in the racks already for me to buy once I've gotten in there. That was always the first purchase. When Godzilla 2000 came out, first thing I bought, I bought that. Then I bought... Uh, I bought all the Mothra bootlegs at Comic-Con. All that stuff. So, those were the days, Jessica. Those were the days. Damn yes, kids. Damn definitely. Kids. Damn kids don't know any better. They don't know the thrill. You missed the thrill of the hunt. <laughs> and then, you know, the the worst thing, the worst thing is when your 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 VCR eats your tape. And- oh, God, yes! And you're like, no, oh, no, I can't get another oh, copy of this because there won't be another show coming for like another six months, or that dude doesn't have them anymore. That was always I, I taught myself how to open up my VHS tapes, much like uh, uh, Captain Cold taught himself how to assemble and reassemble his cold gun that he never had anything to do with. I taught myself how to do that with my VHS tapes because when those things would get like caught and yanked around like I had a copy of Godzilla vs. Monster for like six months I couldn't watch because it's, you look in, into the window and piece of the, uh, the the magnetic tape that was you know the actual film was like jaunted across and every time I would yank on it I'd like start tearing it I'm like ah and then finally one day I got the wherewithal it's like well I could take a screwdriver and probably open this up and fix it and thus I did and that became like the new thing like I, I figured out how to fix tapes I would tape them back uh, to the roll, to the reel, when they would come off, all that stuff, and you can't do that anymore with with DVDs. And now they're all just digital files, so <sighs> everything's instant gratification. Here I am. It so, is. It is. It's sad. We sound like a bunch of old people now, don't we? 
I wouldn't say old as we, we got to live like a great prime. We got to grow up in the 80s and 90s, which was like the best time to be a nerd. It was. It was. Because uh, now it's coming back around. Yeah. I mean, well, just because now we're the age of we're the ones spending the money and making the decisions now. So that's, I mean, speaking of Animaniacs, the, the cast is getting back together to do a tour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, people were like texting me all day, did you see this? I'm like, yeah, I saw it. I will, I'll probably end up going. <laughs> you say that with such reluctance. You're like, oh, like I guess, I guess I'm going to go. Because I know I am. It's like, I know, it's like, yeah, I can't pass that up. Plus, I love, I've never, like, got to, like, meet Maurice LaMarche or Rob Paulson or a couple of those people, and I freaking love them, so. I'm going to go see him go read the Animaniac scripts, especially if they do some Pinky the Brain stuff. I loved Pinky the Brain so much. That was my jam for the longest time. Taught me all about uh, old-timey Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Like, I figured out who Orson Welles was because I, uh, my dad told me who Maurice LaMarche was I- imitating. He's like, he's doing Orson Welles. I'm like, who's Orson Welles? He's like, oh, okay. Uh, he made Citizen Kane. What's Citizen Kane? Uh... He was in that Transformer movie you watched a lot. I'm like, oh, that's him? He was Unicron? I'm like, oh, okay. And then you go and learn. I know. Pop culture ties everything together. It does. The Simpsons has taught as well. All right, well, uh, we're running late on this one already. So um, I'm going to stop ranting, and we're going to wrap this up with Jessica. Where can the good people find more of your work? Yeah, you can actually find us on uh for facebook the kaiju kingdom podcast also on tumblr as the kaiju kingdom podcast and on twitter as the kaiju kingdom um big thanks to chris who just posts religiously especially to our facebook and so there you can see all kinds of goodies things that we don't even get to talk about on our podcast yes. don't have time for it but also we are on itunes if yeah. i'm remember correctly and we've shifted over to the Realmcast. Yes. Or where our podcast would be. We're also on Stitcher, too. If you just want to stream us and you don't want to download us. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. If you're like, mm-mm, mm-hmm. downloading's not for me. <laughs> then, yeah, you can always feel free to stream to stream us. Because, you know, some people, they just don't like the idea of just downloading and holding up memory and space and all that. No, no, they don't. Um, and as you said, yes, we're uh, we're now on the com too. So you... Come and directly download us. Go find us over there. And uh, where can they find you, Jessica? You can actually, if you Facebook inbox me, I will definitely love to accept your Facebook friend request. I am Jessica Sang, T-S-E-A-N-G, on Facebook. You can also find me on the comicbookgirl.com, girlongeek.com, and littlegeekgirls.com. So it's a site primarily aimed for 12-year-old girls and under who love things like Voltron, Transformers, Godzilla, Gamera, for all those things. Easy to look at that. Doing, doing, doing the Lord's work. Uh, <laughs> oh, on the site, and before I forget, before we sign off, uh, Monster Palooza is coming up, Jessica. And yes, it is. Monster Palooza is coming. We will be there. We're going to be hanging out. Um, I know Mark's going to be there, I believe. Kyle from the Kaiju cast is probably going to be there. You don't know for sure, but he said he was coming. So uh, we will definitely be there, though. We'll be out in uh, in force. We'll be out uh, marching around the halls. So if you see us, come say hi. We would love to, you know, meet, uh, meet anybody that listens to the show in person. Um, we might also be doing, like, a big meetup afterwards, too. Probably either Friday or Sunday, because I think Saturday we're both going to be very busy with some prior engagements. So if you're just going Saturday, you might not see us. But if you're, you, if you're there Friday or Sunday, you'll definitely see us. Uh, especially since the fact there's a bevy of Godzilla-related talent there. So just go check it out. It's at the Pasadena Convention Center the weekend of the 23rd of April. So um, this is their first time at, at this venue, which is good because they outgrew the Burbank venue about five years ago. So it, a little more elbow room. A little more space to move around. We, it'll be good times. Monster Blues is a really fun show, especially at uh, Friday night when everyone's kind of having a good time and get a little get a little tipsy. So, check it out there. Check us out. Uh, is, is that all and all that? Uh, all right. 
Well, that will do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast for myself and and Jessica. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.